Hello, Merlin. How are you doing today? So, do you start? Are we we going cold on this show? Is that official? Yeah, I love to go in cold. Dan, I got other shows I do where we don't always go in cold anymore, and it has got me flummoxed. Do you not like when do you want to go in cold? Or you would not want to go in cold. I love going in cold. I love it. It feels great. Well, you know, it's um the best so example good. I could think of is like, you know, if your power goes off. Let's say right. it was in Florida. Yeah. And your power's mostly off. Which means it's three in the afternoon on on literally every day of the week. Yeah, because they decided this is a good place to stop our wagons and live. Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, you know, when your power goes off, there's a storm or whatever, you still keep flipping light switches. At mm-hmm. least I do. I mm-hmm. keep flipping the light switch on, and each time the same thing happens, which is I go, duh, you know the power's off, but you flip that light switch. You want to go and use your turlet, and you want to get some light. Right. Um, oh God, I also ruined my glasses, so I can't see anything oh, now. No. Oh, oh, I ruined oh, my glasses. No. And um, I was trying to clean them and I ruined them. But uh, I think it's a similar thing. I, my whole uh, time coming up, I always going cold. And then like, you know, thanks. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for continuing to go in cold. I like to be cold. And I wasn't trying to step on you. I was singing, I was singing a, a magnetic fields song because <laughs> I was listening to the magnetic fields this morning. Um, before I listened to the magnetic fields, I was listening to one of the many Stephen Merritt spinoff bands. Um, I was listening this, to the gravitational fields, and people always think I'm crazy. That I say what that mean? Hear the gravitational fields, and what? Is, what, what, what? Who are they? Uh, is that is that European? Yeah, I mean the, of the Earth, you know. And the, oh, the Earth! You're talking about yeah. like with the the plates. And Isn't whatnot. that what you're talking about? Yes. The book of love is long and boring. Um, Stephen Merritt is a very, very interesting guy. I'm guessing you are not a big magnetic fields guy. Probably. I know Tom Merritt, but I don't. I didn't realize he was a musician. I was on a, a visual program with him once. He he's always struck me as a nice. He's a nice guy. Man. Yeah. He's actually like a nice guy. Yeah. For somebody who has an office, at least he doesn't wear a necktie. And so, you know, Stephen Merritt, he's this guy, and uh, he uh, guy, he's uh, beloved in kind of the indie rock scene in the 90s, and probably best known for his 1999 opus, Under the Aegis of Magnetic Fields, an album called 69 Love Songs. Nice. And it's literally, it's three CDs, and it's 69 songs about love. And nice is part of the title, or that nice. you just added that for? No, I added that was editorial. We didn't say that in 1999. <laughs> we didn't. We just we just called it going downtown. Round, round trip downtown. Yes, I got nothing. I remember I once heard the you know, thing where, where two cops will pull up next to each other and roll down their windows. Good cop, talk. bad cop. You be the bad cop. Okay, when they do that, you know, when you know what I'm talking about two cars and they got their driver's side windows so they can talk to each other and plan two cars, one cup. That's that's funnier than mine. I'd heard that referred to. <laughs> see now, you're not going to know this. You're are you old enough to remember Adam Twelve? One no, Adam Twelve. One Adam Twelve. Oh, it was my favorite show when I was a kid. That was my first lunchbox. I had an Adam Twelve lunchbox. Adam Twelve. Adam Twelve. Uh, uh, Martin Milner and uh, no, people I, okay, this is the cop. This is the cop show. Anyway, when when two cop cars do that and the windows are next to each, that's called Adam Sixty Nine. <laughs> nice. The lunchbox. They were LA cops, and it did not show shootings and beatings. The the one that really was distinctive was on like the main side, the lid of the lunchbox. I will try to find this for notes. I always say that, but I rarely do. But um, it was it was it was um, uh, what were their names? I know this. I know this. Oh, oh, it was my favorite show. Anyway, and and so there was a little boy who'd gotten his head stuck between two bars of like uh you know wrought iron 
bars of like a, a fence around a playground. Yeah, yeah. And they were using some kind of a device to remove his head, like a Jaws of Life for playgrounds title. Oh, like the Jaws? Hold on. Jaws of Life for Jaws playgrounds. You got that? Did you capture that? I'm going to yeah. say Adam. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think this was a deliberately heteronormative thing that my parents did. Hmm. But I, my, oh boy, my favorite thing when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, one of my favorite things was the movie Pinocchio. I loved the terrifying Disney movie Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I was old enough to need a lunchbox for school, probably first grade, I really wanted a Pinocchio lunchbox. Mm -hmm. And instead, they got me an Adam-12 lunchbox, which is fine, because I liked Adam-12, but I think I would have liked Pinocchio more. Yeah. The girls always carry those plaid ones, plaid lunchboxes. Did you I have a lunchbox, Dan? Yeah. Did you have a lunchbox? You know, I was there for the transition between metal lunchboxes into plastic lunchboxes. Oh, no. That's the worst. The plastic oh, is that's... not the same. It's not the same. Oh, Dan, this might... Oh, my God. This is even better than I remember. If this were college, I'm glad it's not, but if this were, I'm going to send you a text in our private text channel. Um, I would be able to do, I would have a whole semester of papers about this image. <laughs> now, Dan, what I've sent you is from the website Etsy. And what you're looking at here, the description, <laughs> this is Adam 12 metal lunchbox, uh, <laughs> two inch by three inch. I don't think that's right. It's oh, it's a fridge magnet. Oh, okay. It's a fridge magnet, but it's of, this was the actual, it even says Aladdin Industries, right? Nashville, Tennessee. Dan, do you want to take a crack at what we're looking at here? I mean, this is a, there is a certain style of artwork. Mm-hmm. That is like a poor man's absolute, yes. Norman Rockwell or something like that. It, I'm going to send you a link to the... Um, the, <laughs> there's, the, two, the... there's two police officers in uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them has an insignia on the arm. The other one doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why. So what? Uh, yeah, so what? One goes... <laughs> then, then there's a little dog, a little spotted puppy... The, uh, the, main, the, the main crux of it is that there's a little but boy whose head, head is stuck in the barely, barely. If he turned his head, he could get it's out like of that. Never, have he you never just tried to bring a couch ear. up steps? Like you turn, you use all three dimensions, every part of the Buffalo dimensions. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, so the good parts is, um, God, what are their names? Um, it doesn't matter. It's going to drive me nuts, though. But um, the one cop, the head cop, um, I think it's Martin Milner. Gage and DeSoto were the guys on emergency, I think. That's who I'm confusing them with. Mm -hmm. He's got a device that he's gotten from the trunk of his automobile. And he's automobile? Getting, automobile. Grandpa's <laughs> automobile. Okay, so the little boy's down on the ground. He's got his head stuck in there. And the cute part is, I guess he was trying to reach to get his baseball, is the story. Right, we should try to, I'll, I'll try to get this into notes, tippy toe lemon tree. And there's a little, there's a little dog, or a little dog, has discovered him. And at this point, it's just merely licking his face while he's stuck here. Right. Um, but he will probably eventually eat him if the sure. boys don't get him out. But then the best part is this little girl who's literally pointing and laughing at him while she holds a monkey. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot happening in this photo. A lot happening. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's you know not, they she's sort of, in the she's next snickering. Scene, it looks like he, she's, the look yeah. on her face. Oh, is, she's, is, she knows this kid and she doesn't like him. Might be her brother. Um, and, now, what and right, she's holding, hang on a second. I'm zooming in. You don't think it's here. a monkey? Okay. No, it is not. It's better than a monkey. Hang on. Look at this. It is a. It's got a monkey smile. It's. It yeah. looks like a. Um, a Halloween jack o' lantern face. Look at that oh, face. No. If that's a monkey, I want it. 
Well, I'm that monkey's uncle. <laughs> that is really upsetting, and it looks like it might be dressed as a druid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is I it a jack o' lantern <laughs> that worships trees and has some kind of spellcasting abilities? What is abilities? that? I, I think like she has all. caused, just a look on her face, I'm going to say she's caused this to happen. Oh, she, I bet she said, um, what's his name? Probably. What is uh, this? He might, I'm going to say his name's Teddy. Teddy, I bet you can't reach that baseball. Oh, this is a fridge magnet? Well, it's a fridge magnet, but it's Add of the lunchbox. Well, this is Etsy, so people, it's like, you know, it's Redbubble for people with beards. You know, people just mm-hmm. make stuff and sell it and bleh. But I will, I will get this. Oh, and there. Okay, so then the thing is, my vintage life images. This is what was on the other side. It was not. This is on the other side of the lunchbox. This was not them beating the crap out of this kid for no reason. That would have been more authentic. But um, so that's that's uh, that's what I had. And you know, maybe it's better. You know, Pinocchio. Pinocchio is a scary movie. It's scary. for. I thought it was for adults. Right? It's for adults. Well, I guess kind of. I mean, Snow White's good and important. It's obviously important, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But, but I think Pinocchio is is their first great movie. Mm. The Disney folks. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we've been talking for a few minutes now, and I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry too. Um, Dan, mm. I hello. Hi. I paid you. Um. <laughs> A compliment. What's funny? The second image. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he has not earned his stripes. I was going to say he doesn't have any. Should he really be in motion like that as he unholsters his side piece? I don't like the holster. The holster is like flipped open like that. It looks looks like It looks like the cup. Is that what holsters were like? It looks like. In 1968? Yes. It looks like the cups that you would roll the dice from Yahtzee in, like slightly (laughs) felt lined. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he's a he's a Yahtzee cop. <laughs> Three of a kind. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> That's a Yahtzee. Okay, that was a hat on a hat. No, oh, Yah- Yahtzee, Nazi, Nazi. There's a, somewhere in here is an Inglorious Bastards joke. Do you think? Do people know what Yahtzee is in 2023? I think so. Um, I was big. I liked Yahtzee so much. I loved it as a kid. I had the one with the guy. That that hat, that mortarboard hat, will mm. always be the Yahtzee hat to me. I love Yahtzee. Yahtzee <laughs> yeah. and Uno are two family games that I like a lot because they're not stupid like Candyland or Shoots and Ladders. Yeah, sure. But they're not difficult. Like, no. you know, you can play it as a family without acting like the kid's winning when they're not. Mm. You could describe it to people, Dan. It's, it's, a, it's a game play. Oh, I also bought the deluxe edition. I don't think we ever even played it. I bought the fancy, like, reissue edition. Yeah, I don't know. You know that thing you do like when you get a little older and you can mostly afford to pay your rent and you start buying weird stuff from your childhood? Hmm. You've never done that. You never did that. Well, in that, I mean, like, first of all, never buy it for your kid. We don't have time for this, Dan. What I wanted to do is I wanted to say thank you for starting cold. And I also wanted to pay you a compliment because it looks to my eyes like you prepared for this one. <laughs> you put a butt on. I, I put did. a link in. Uh-huh. And then you texted me about apps, and I wasn't sure, because we just talked about set app in August or September, and I wasn't sure if you wanted to do that. You wanted to talk about apps, and you've given us so much to discuss. We have some topics today, yeah. Yeah. Should I go straight, should I do my third thank you to you of the day? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. too much. You are on a tear right now. You are usually awful at recommending things. By the way, you are actually bad at email, too. But (laughs) you're terrible at recommending things, mostly, except your last two recommendations that i've tracked down 
and sought out, um, I really, really loved. The, the big one, of course, Triangle of Sadness. I don't know how. You saw that in a theater. In the theater. This is a motorized vessel. <laughs> Doesn't have any sails, ma'am. <laughs> Dan, you have no idea how instrumental. I've talked about this on Dubai Friday for so many weeks. Yeah. When the woman complains about the sails being dirty, it's, that's me. It's so instructive. It's I have evil. so much to learn. But you know what else she recommended? And I, I think this is a noise I made last week. You, you snuck it in, I feel like, toward the end like you do. You love to sneak it in at the end, and uh -huh. and then and I think I made this noise. Uh, yeah, I, what I can't remember what it was, but I do remember you kind of. It's semi well, it's right there. Oh, I total poo pooed, <laughs> and because you were like you, because you do the you're so goddamn weird, and sometimes you'll just say something like, "Oh, Ninja Air Fryer, you should get one." Oh like, yeah, oh. heck yes. All right, Dan. Did fine. you get one, Dan? There's a link in here to one. Does that Dan. mean you got it? Dan, I got the shit out of it. Oh, my God. You got the good one. I'm that guy now. Oh, my God. You're air frying. I air fried <sighs> last night. I did a salmon yeah. thing. I It's um, <laughs> Sabbath? Isn't Sabbath Fridays? I, I, mean, it's I watched Schindler's short. List last night all the way through. Oh, my God. That has sorry. some good Sabbath content. Oh, Little my girl God. girl in the red dress, right? Red oh, dress. Oh, the red, the pink coat. Oh, my God. That's oh, such a good movie. I don't know if you've heard about this Spielberg guy, but he's very promising. I think he's got some potential. We'll see. Um, I'll, I'll make this quick, but I want to say thank you because I, I took a flyer because I don't know, in my head, first of all, air fryer. Like, I never wanted a fry daddy. No, you don't Gross. Want, no. I don't want something in my house called fry daddy. That, that's the kind of thing you put in a police report on Adam 12. <laughs> right. <laughs> see the man with the fry daddy. Um, but, again, I don't fry. But, you know, because of the ancient hovel that we live in, certain kinds of cooking can be difficult or next to impossible that's why sous vide became such a great thing for me i thought that was just some hipster thing that richard blaze did on top chef i didn't realize sous vide is like magic anyways i took a flyer and i thought it was going to be like four hundred dollars or something for something i don't need it's a hundred dollars american damn hundred dollars right. for 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 this cheapest i think the cheapest it's 89, 89 bucks and so i got one and i like i do i did a dive i read articles i found recipes I'm reminded once again that there is no more villainous hive of scum and villainy than mommy bloggers and their goddamn recipes. You know what? Ugh. You are onto something there. This is why I love this overpriced app that I use. I don't recommend this. This is Poundsign Merlin's. I can't curse too much. A, a term that we use on Do by Friday, we call it, well, Merlin's shit list, which is like, I use this, but I can't recommend it. <laughs> you ask me what I use, but I can't tell you what I'd recommend. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where you're like, oh. but I have this app called Paprika and um, I even bought the really like the $35 Mac version. It syncs, you know, and stuff like that. And it's a recipe manager. My favorite, it's like Instant Paper for recipes. Yes, I'm sure there are other ones, but I have this one. And what I love about it is you get a bookmarklet and it's like Instapaper, it takes the, all the blottedy blah hmm. of a recipe page. I know you loved your grandma. You and Mima used to sip, you know, persimmonade on the on the porch while you talked about race relations or whatever. Like I understand you have good memories. It's the Yankees all over again. What I'm saying is, this thing you hit the bookmarklet, it goes bloop, and you end up with a recipe in an app, and it's got ingredients and it's got directions. And it does some kind of, uh, I would have to guess, combination of DOM navigation and regex <laughs> to just leave you with, here's the stuff you need. Right. And then once you have the stuff, here's how you make it. And you know what I love about it? I'm going to tell you what I love about tell it. Me, tell me. It's 
it's got a, I want to call it like a multiplier, but like, see, you get a recipe and it's a recipe that's for a lot less than you'd like to make or a lot more than you'd like to make. Like stew. Let's say you want to make giant stew, like yeah. for a, a church picnic or something. Yeah. You can change the multiplier and it automatically updates all the ingredients for you. Isn't that clever? It is very smart. Do you follow? I like so, that. like, you, so you just say, "Oh, you know what? I don't, I don't want a hundred. I want uh, instead of hundred. Yeah, pounds, I mean, I like, like, an exa- like, like, say, or, or say, for example, like when I, like tonight, I'm going to make uh, corned beef and cabbage right. for the family. Yeah, and I'm, I'll use that app, like I do, and it's, a, you know, I know the recipe. It's pretty straightforward. I leave out the Guinness. I don't think it's essential. And, but anyway, but that's great. And I, when I make a meaty dish, I'll be honest, I like more meat than is in the recipe. Oh yeah. Especially for stew. There's not enough meat in stew. Also more carrots. Carrots, carrots and meat. I like more. So I can nudge, I can nudge the recipe a little bit. And like I could say, give, give, give this to me as like a 1.1. Give me just a little bit more. Or you, obviously you can double it. You can have it. You can do whatever. And then all your ingredients line up. You do your mise en place and Bob's your uncle. It's it. paprika. Nice. I don't recommend it, but it's fine. Um, oh my God, all of the going on. Ninja. So I'll, I'll make this quick. So yeah, yeah. So I got it. And, uh, in, in, like I say, I have a process for these things. I'm a project guy. I like projects. Yeah. And one thing I do is I go and I try, I Google around, I try to find interesting looking things about it, you know, obviously avoiding to the extent possible. I have a rule of thumb, avoid any headline that begins with the word this or with a number, a mm-hmm. numeral mm-hmm. seven takeaways from your air fryer. Shut up. But I did look around, and you know what the consensus seemed to be, especially from this one pretty good New York Times piece? What's that? What is that? Well, the consensus was, and you can disagree on this, that's fine, but if you hear the words air fryer and you mm. go, I don't understand how you would fry with air. Right. Well, it's, that's a marketing gimmick. It's, it it's is, a small, but it's a, it's it's a small a convection oven. It's a convection oven. Let me, let me just, okay, I'm going to go back. And so I was, what they say is the things that it's very turns out, and then I'm going to throw back to you, uh, and I found this to be true so far, mm-hmm. is that it is not good for replacing a fryer. It is, in fact, not particular. You can brown stuff up real nice. My kid made salmon in it last night for the mm-hmm. family, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Had some crunch on top. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know what's great? It's vegetables. Like the, I, 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 like, I, have a uh, bro- I have a Brussels sprout. Recipe you could try in there, and you know I know potatoes aren't really vegetables, but there's I have like, I, the best potato I've that, done, recipe in there. I've done Brussels sprouts three times. So good. Cut up five strips of bacon yep. into like one eighth wide um, little chunklets. Mm-hmm. Um, you toss that with a pound of Brussels sprouts, and they they, they tell you to mix the salt up with it but it's way too much salt like i like salt i love salt yeah, but you like you just you mix it around you marinate it a little bit and then you toss that in your air fryer and then the convection heats it you you, you did you no know, i'm doing the thing everybody says i preheat it. i give it like 3 minutes to get hot first mm-hmm. and then yeah, like they, a you know, lot of the recipes will say like preheated and it maxes out at 400 but so far and supposedly supposedly you can make a steak in this i, I think that's taking it i've done it and it gets seared, but not done. It's not weird. It's seared, it's, not weird. I'm still going to defer to doing a steak on a grill or on a cast uh, iron yeah, pan. I'm a cast iron pan guy. I sous vide it steak, to cook it. There's yeah. a steak bite recipe that I have where you take a steak and cut it into cubes and throw it mm. in there with seasoning on it that actually turns out pretty good. I, I mean, I, I don't want to go on and on about it, but because my first my thought was like, okay, the family doesn't really like, the family likes appliances. 
you know, if they'll run in the house without blowing a fuse. But like, which this one does, it doesn't even have a grounding prong. Like it doesn't draw anything like the power that draws, like say with the sous vide wand. Um, but anyhow, God, dude, um, Brussels sprouts. Uh, I like those Orida fast food French fries, frozen French fries. Those are terrific in there. We haven't made from scratch fries, and I think Madeline wants to, but we haven't done that yet. We did that. I've uh, I've done corned beef from a can, corned beef hash, to like get it crisped up. That's mm-hmm. really good. Um, what else? We've done so, and the salmon. God, the salmon was salmon tremendous. Is next level in those things. Yeah. So I just wanted to say. Great recommendation. Thank Let's you. stop on the recommendations now because there's no way you're going to outdo yourself now. Don't get cocky, as uh, Han Solo said. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I don't like this. I don't like this little monkey the girl's holding. What is going like on in the dread. background there, just so the audience knows? Are they sawing trees down or something? I don't know. You, um, we, uh, we, uh, we had a potential sponsor, but that's not, we're not sponsoring this week, right? No, it looks like not. We can there's a freebie. Yeah. I'm excited about that sponsor, Dan. Can we talk to our friend about this sponsor? <laughs> Dude, I am really pumped for this sponsor. Uh, hopefully we'll... Send it to me. Yeah. It's vital. Vital. Critical. I can't, Crucial. I, I will, if you want, I will go and find out. I think, I'm going to guess, that might be a saw. Now, the thing is, is a, a lot of the... band saw? Are they cut, cut in tile? Is it wet saw? They might be saw? cut in tile to size, like for a custom job. Um, they might be finishing a railing. Which is, uh, that sounds like a cocaine reference. <laughs> but I hopefully it won't go on forever. I've decided I like it when there's noise. It's not oh. taking, but that's what I've decided. Yeah. So I just want to say thanks for that. Thanks for going in cold. Uh, thanks for the, the fire. Now, uh, give, give me get, get, get the other ones off the dome. Other things where you're like, like for me, honestly, like for, what was the last thing? Last big beef thing I made. Oh my God. I got a... Um, you know, like like filet mignon, a filet roast, mm-hmm. like a big ass filet mignon, mm-hmm. and I made that um, a week or two ago. Now that in the sous vide, oh my god, it's so good. I have to sneeze. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I could kind of, we could kind of. I, I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Tell tell Proco or whatever. The rap it was just works. really. It yeah. sounded like the tiniest, the tiniest oh, sneeze, the little death, Dan, as they say. Dan, I, uh, yes, yes. I die, I die a little death, like uh-huh. Beth say. The Biths. Um, you should listen to Beth. They're a very good band from New England. New England? New Zealand. Which one are you? New Zealand. But the point is that I feel like, I understand, like if you're good at oven stuff and you've got a convection oven and you're really good at it, obviously that's the canonical way to make a roast anything. Mm-hmm. But like doing a nice, pretty fancy roast to... Yeah, my family likes more medium rare. So I generally do it to like about 130 um, and then finish it on the stove. It's like that sous vide is so good for that. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ones, any bangers? You're saying salmon. This thing's made for salmon, the ninja. I think it works well for salmon. I think it does well for the vegetables. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot. When you think about proteins that you could do in there, chicken, I've heard people putting What's like, got a roast function? chickens in there. I've I my immediate thought was when I was a little kid my favorite kind of slightly fancy meal we made at home was um uh rock Cornish hen you know like those yeah, tiny little, little chickens Cornish, my mom used to make the Cornish game yeah, hens Yeah I think the time. they weren't very expensive and they felt a little fancy and I felt like a giant when You I know ate what them. I like about that is mm. you can you can eat as a as a as a person a single person you can eat minimum half of a a game hen and it's if you think about it you're eating an entire half of an animal by yourself 
Yeah. And it's not yeah. like a measly quail or something. Like this is. Well, think about bigger. the difference between a crawdad and a lobster. <laughs> Consider the crawdad. <laughs> like it's really just kind of like in some ways like it like a junior. Well, I don't know what they call them, mud bugs. They call them like the, the cockroaches of the bayou or whatever. Right. I might yeah. have just made that up. No, I like that. But cockroaches um, the bayou. I'm gonna stick with it. I like it a lot, and I'm looking forward. Oh God, Dan, you know how like you're the bacon method guy, and you know there's that way of heating up pizza. I know you're not a big pizza fan, but I do like everybody, pizza. everybody says the best way to reheat pizza. I happen to agree. I'll do it on your range top in a pan. I think this is one of those internet meme things, kind of like your bacon, which is, by the way, a very good bacon method you have. Mm-hmm. But what you do is with that, you, uh, you're you going to put like a little bit, not a lot, a little bit of olive oil. You put your slices into that pan on like medium high mm-hmm. until it starts to sound like food. And then with your fingers, you just drizzle a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of water in there to create steam. Mm. So you get crunch on the bottom and then it melts your cheese on the top. I'm here to tell you, buddy. Reheating pizza in the Ninja, woof. Yeah, I bet that it's would work so, nicely. So freaking, and it's like two minutes. It's like two, two or three minutes at 400. And you could also, if you like, you could put some extra cheese on top or something if you wanted to like fancy it up a little bit. You killed it with that one. Boy, I'm really taking the whole show over, aren't I? It's all right. It's your show. <sighs> Adam 12. Um, it just kind of keeps going. Do you want me to go see what it is? Are you curious? I am curious. I, I can see what looked like part of a crane. Here, stand by. I'll be right back, yeah, go okay? Ahead. Go ahead. Right. Oh, thank you. Thank you, caller. Um, ow. Ow. I think it's a... I think it's a saw. Not a chainsaw, like a bandsaw. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ah. Okay, what was it? Dan, they're literally laying pipe. Oh, really? Yeah. And we all know how painful that can be. Are they it's, are they cutting cutting the pipe? Or I something? think that's the road by Cormac McCarthy. Oh. They're cutting it up, cutting it up. Did you watch The Last of Us? No, I haven't watched that yet. Um, that is on my list, though. First first episode seemed good. It wasn't quite as like cage rattling as I expected, but mm-hmm. I hear that the for people critics who've seen further episodes, there's a lot of setup in the first one. But I love Pedro Pascal and I love uh, Lady Mormont. You know she's in it. Wait, who, you know who from uh, from the Game of Thrones, the girl who runs the uh, not the Iron Islands, but the uh, you know she's the one that says uh, Jon Snow, King in the North. You didn't answer the call. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's, she's Ellie. She's Ellie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Dan, we yeah. got a lot to get through here uh, to your show, and you want to talk about some apps that you're excited about. What got you excited about apps this week, Dan? Okay, so you know, for a long time, as you as you are frequently fond of pointing out. Uh, I try to run as stock as possible with the Mac when I get it. You know, I try to, when I get a new Mac, I don't spend a day installing tons and tons of stuff. Obviously, I need to install the tools that I need to like write code and and do the work that I do. But other than that, I try to like go, say, how long can I go without, you know, installing anything? What do I really need? Uh uh And so I took, I was taking stock of what I actually wound up installing after, you know, I guess I've had this Mac Mini for a year or so. I was like looking at like what's on here, you know, what is it that I'm using? And 
just just by as you would say providence uh-huh. i was on twitter and i lost i lost the thread but there was somebody saying what are your like essential a- apps that you put on a mac the day that you get it like what can't you live without uh-huh. and this person had enough of a following that a lot of people replied and there were a lot a lot of duplicates but i want i did i don't know what made me do this i think well actually i do know coming come to think of it what made me do this when as a software developer, and I'm sure that this is the same for a lot of people, maybe writers too, or, or just people in general. You know, people think of software development <clears throat> as some kind of scientific pursuit, which it is, but it's it's creative, and I find it to be as creative as, as writing or any of the other things I'm able to do that I think of Anything as like creative. Anything where you make things, your tools. There's matter. some kind of creativity involved, right? But no, I, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I understand why you're saying it. You don't have to sell me. But it also, it, it differs. There's some things that involve text files. There's like six or maybe eight different apps just to do stuff even even with just markdown files. Right. Like what I use every day. It's not, it is NVALT. Yes, it's stuff like drafts, but sometimes that's Nova. Often that's VS Code. Right. Like BB Edit is so good at large files oh, yeah. in a way no other app comes near. And like, you know, it may not seem very sexy, but I think there's something to be said for loving the tools you and having a familiarity and getting, oh, yeah. getting them configured the way you want, you know? And so I, you know, I, I was thinking that as I went through this long list, I was like, this is good because I, I don't know, can you get a creative block when you're writing code? I think so. And I, I find that like sometimes when I'm mulling over a problem, I had to solve a problem in code in, in my head that it can be kind of nice to just, do something different. And for some people would say, oh, go take a walk, go work out. Like, yeah, that works too. But sometimes for me, all it takes is just like spending 30 minutes or something, doing something different with my mind. And then I'll come back to the problem and it'll sort of have solved itself somehow. So this is what I was doing. Can, can I, I give you an adjacent example from my past? Yeah. That I still, I don't have to do this very often anymore unless I want to. Is it? Hey, let me ask you. Is it better if I mute or better if I, will you just? No, I kind of at this point now. No, but it's I mean, like, we just the run show. the thing. Okay, all no, right. That's good. I'm really sorry. Leave it. Um, a really good example for me is doing anything with CSS, mm-hmm. especially in that post Zeldman age of, mm. you know, it's so CSS. It's pretty straightforward, right? It's just another text file. I mean, whether that is a a dot less file or a dot CSS or like a whatever it is, it's a kind of rudimentary coding, I guess, mm-hmm. but I like different apps for different aspects of that. Like there's some, there's that one, what was it called? CSS rabbit. Maybe I think, it, it, I think it's espresso. Now I still use espresso. I think which is available on setup, but I like espresso because it really is pretty straightforward. Just open up and use it almost like Photoshop in the sense that you've got like, okay, click on this identify or this, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? This, um, ID tag or whatever it is, right? And you get a pop-up for like, I want this typeface and I want this and here's how the cascade works on all of that. Right. And it's very visual and computer program-y. Whereas like if there's certain kinds of things where I'm going to do like a find and replace, I would rather do that in VS Code. And, you know, as with calendar items or writing in text files, like there's just, depending on my mood, I'll, I'll want to use a different app. And I, I think... The reason I keep saying all this junk is I, I think that an important thing to, to learn is if if you're using an app, and especially if it's a good app and a thoughtful app with an editorial sort of point of view, it's it's useful to learn how the app wants to be used. 
And when you talk about something like a creative block with coding, I mean, I'm talking out of my butt here, but I think almost so many of those kinds of blocks, if you like, come from, in the case of an app, it might be because you haven't learned how the app wants to be used or you're trying to use it in a way it doesn't like to be used. And sometimes that should tell you something. Maybe mm-hmm. it should tell you something about your approach that goes way beyond what app you're using. But then sometimes it's something will come along that's almost like a silver bullet in some ways oh, where yeah. you're like, oh my God, this thing. I mean, really, for me, that's something like Git. Like with, you know, between GitHub and, you know, Git and um, VS Code, like that solved like such a pain in the ass problem for me of, you know, like I want something that's kind of like Dropbox, but I want to use my own editor and right. blah, 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 blah. And like, and then having that also get pushed out to the public in this very like extensible platform is, I update my gists in there. It's so nice to have, what's it called? Gist, whatever the little gist yeah, extension gists, is. sure. But you know, but there's an extension in VS Code for just manager or something like that. It just makes it really easy to do all that in a text editor without having to paste into a big text area on a website. Okay, sorry, go. Yes, you. What breakthroughs did you have, Dan? What have you learned in your journey? So I, I was, you know, trying to distract myself to pro- solve a problem. And I went and I've just, co- by coincidence, same thing I've been thinking about. Here was something where they were talking about the same thing. And so I went through and I spent a while looking at all of these different apps. The many ones of which, other people had mentioned, yeah? Yeah, and many of them were things that I'd heard of. Many of them were things I have been using, but there were a few on here that I had never ever tried and i don't you know setup is great and we have talked about this i should say you have talked about this and i did not go to the measure of going on to setup and searching and seeing if any of these are part of setup <laughs> or not so i'm trusting it's kind of the equivalent of like remembering to search for a movie before you buy it right to go to something like just watch like i i've bought I think we mentioned, I mentioned this when we talked about it in like August or September. There's so much stuff in Setup where I had bought it as a freestanding app with mm-hmm. a subscription. Mm-hmm. And with something like CleanShot, it's actually, it's pretty costly as a subscription, but it's, that's included in Setup. I just got to remember to go and look there. That's the screen capture app, right? Yeah, yeah. It also does mixed GIFs. It does movies. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really neat, uh, yeah, you can check it on Setup. It's really good. I'll put a link to that in... But you're saying don't buy it from there. Get it and get it and set up. Well, the two examples I think that I gave last time, or I should have given if I didn't, were that and Nitro PDF. Uh, I think I mentioned that my wife needed to do stuff with PDFs, mm-hmm. work stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and like this is that's an app that like if you go and look at the subscription prices for Nitro PDF, it get, it's pretty enterprisey to begin with, but then it gets really up there if you want all the stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the kind of commitment you get like buying Isotope. Like you're, it's going to cost you some dough to get this app, but. Um, that's, that's so interesting. And so you, it wasn't out of that, a a code block, but more out of just curiosity of like, have you updated your idea about what apps are out there? Well, that, but it, I mean, it did come out of the the code block a little bit. Um, but then I went through and I started looking at the apps that I use. And so like, you know, it's fairly, I'm, my setup is fairly boring and kind of straightforward when it comes to the, the apps that I use for like my work, which is, you know, I, for my browser, I use brave because, Chrome reports a lot of stuff back to Google apparently and Brave goes it takes extra steps to kind of secure things and I like that so that's mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing. I use uh Obsidian nowadays for all my like 
non for for what I'll call technical notes. That's an amazing platform. It really there's so much you can do with it. I'm I got using super into it for like a, a month or a month and a half, and I was just blown away with how many. Oh, there's so many like add-ons and things you can extensions I, I and the way you can, the, but the way you can like take the idea of something that's kind of an informal idea in. Well, I don't. I don't mean to damn with faint praise, but in apps that I love, the idea of a wiki link is mm-hmm. kind of a, a pretty lightweight idea, but you know, cool. And with Obsidian, you can take that to the next level, and you get the equivalent of like headers and footers for things, and like all those interactions. Yeah, that that if you're not using NV Alt, like uh, that's NV Alt's a purer version of that. But man, Obsidian's got it all, and you can publish with it, which is cool. Well. I barely use any of those features. I use like the mo- I'm using like one percent of what it can do, which is fine. T- text editing mostly. And the the thing that I use more than anything else is VS Code. That's I use it. I love for it. Everything. I love it so. I use much. it for everything. And for yeah. years, I used TextMate, and then I used. Um, oh man, I'm forgetting the other one now. With an S, it begins with an S. Yeah, sublime, sublime text. Sublime text. Yeah. And then. Um, you know, and then then I found VS Code, and I was like, "Forget it. This is this is it. This is it." And there's people who don't like the apparently Microsoft adds some things to it that they don't like, so that's fine. There's a open source version of it you can get. You you get a different marketplace rather than the main one for your hmm. add-ons. But okay. oh, interesting. Okay. And then I use another tool called Table Plus, which I should probably put into the notes, but um, maybe, maybe I'll do it. Table Plus is a database GUI that so it it works with all the databases that you have and I use in my work I use PostgreSQL use MySQL SQLite and so this opens up pretty much any database app any database engine that you want it can be local it can be that's a Mac ass looking app yeah it's a good one it's a good one I'll put it looks very clean yeah, it's nice. I'm going to put this in the show notes too. Yep. I'm clicking, I'm linking. So database it's a database management, management made easy. Yep. And uh, and so those are the things that's like work, you know. And of course, right now I'm recording the show using Audio Hijack. Uh, that's how I record. And I also use the clean feed to record, but those that's not really an app in the same sense. Mm-hmm. So what else do I use? Like those like if if I have that, I can I can do everything that I need. I'm not going to talk about Fantastical or any of that stuff because like, I like Fantastical, but if I just had a regular calendar, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. fine. I've kind of come around to that. I pay for the... God, it's so funny to look at the subscription page for some of these apps. It's so inscrutable. I I will actually have a thing on my list today. There's a couple things I need to cancel that, you know keep re-upping or like or will come due soon mm-hmm. and it's it's so wild to, i think fantastical what's it called simple bits flexi bits i think it's well there's so many different radio buttons for all the different ways you, you yeah. can subscribe yeah i honestly i think i could get by with just iCal at this point well but a lot of that has to do more with me than you know me and my modest calendar needs right but right so but, I, but there are others that are uh others that pop up so i went through and i'm like what else do i use that like could be really cool or what things should I be using maybe I'm not even using and so I this isn't in any specific order but I'll just kind of go through them the first one is a there are people who uh, really really rely on their clipboards and I've found that like I'm always copying stuff and pasting it and and I found what I was doing is I would especially especially I'm not talking about copying links I'm talking about mm-hmm. like copying code like I'll be in VS code I'll be writing yeah. something and I'll say, oh, wait a minute. How, you know, in, in JavaScript, how do I iterate through a list? I forget the thing. So I'll go on, on uh, the internet 
and I will search for that, and I'll because fu- I don't really do JavaScript, Merlin. I, I think I do it, but it's not something um, I choose to do. And I'll find the code and I'll copy it. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And uh, yep. it'll and like I'll paste it. And what I'm doing is I'll paste it into like a VS Code window. And then I'll mm-hmm. find something else and I'll make another VS Code window and paste that. And I'll do it again and again until I have like 20 windows with all or the different like, codes. What happens if you wanted something that was in your clipboard 20 minutes ago? Right. Or, or wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to paste them into an app that I could just copy it and it would be somewhere for me already whenever I needed it? Uh-huh. And that's what stuff like this one, this one's called Copyless 2. It's version 2. And um, this one is really, really, really cool. Apparently, they rewrote it for Swift, so it's, like, really great now. Oh, I'm going to get this. But it is really, really handy. It's really, really cool. And it basically remembers everything everything that you've ever (laughs) copied in your clipboard up to a 1,000 recent clippings. I don't know if maybe you could get more. Maybe that's a a hard limit. I don't know. But it works, and it works really, really well. Yeah, so there's yeah, shortcut yeah. keys, and there's a thing, and it pops up, and then you can scroll through them. It'll show you, like, if you got it from a website, if you get it from the app, it'll show you what the app is. It'll show you little previews. And um, the best thing about this application, in in my opinion, is that uh, it's it's free. Um, wow. And I don't know, I don't know how it's free, but huh. I li- I like that it's free. And maybe is there an in-app purchase to do something? I don't even think there it is. It says there is. Yeah, is there? Okay, I, hold I on. wouldn't. I would be fine with that. I I, I agree with you. Oh, and there like, are I, some features. Yeah, so you can I've buy used it a lot. I used Pastebot a million years ago. Yeah, you know? I never used that one, but I heard that one was pretty good. Pastebot. Yeah, yeah, but like so right now, I mean, obviously, I used to use it in Quicksilver because I did everything I could in Quicksilver. Quicksilver mm-hmm. was like my Emacs, like anything that I could do in Quicksilver, I would. Um, and that worked out great, but like, but now I use Launch Bar, and um, it has one thing that I well, I, I was gonna say this one example, the dumb example to probably anybody but me is doing show notes. So like mm-hmm. when I do show notes for something like, like for example with Roderick on the line, like I've got things that need to get pasted into fields in Squarespace. So there's like the the title of the episode, you know, there's the URL and this is also how I use I use Text Expander in conjunction with this. So like for every show I do, I've got a, like a shake and bake template that you know has all the stuff that I'm going to be using or needing, and it iterates based on what episode number it is. Mm-hmm. But like for example, with Ronic on the Line, like I'm going to need that uh, title of the episode several times. I'm going to need I'll, you know I wrote it in MV Alt, I copy it. That's going to get pasted into the episode you know, name field. It's also going to get pasted into the download page, all of that. So that not having to keep going back and forth is so helpful. Another one that's great. And I know this is not unique to launch bar, but you probably, I bet you've got this in copy less and I'll find out tonight when I play with it. But, um, one I love is, um, well, the command for it. So command C is copy, mm-hmm. but command CC or like command. Yeah. Command and then you hit C twice, mm-hmm. it adds that to your clipboard. So like, say you've got non-contiguous, you're not, you're not doing like column editing, right? But like you've got non-contiguous things where you're gonna wanna copy a whole bunch of things. And you, you copy this, and then you grab another thing, command CC, command mm-hmm. CC. And like, you know, get eight or nine things that are all now in that, and each one just is on a new line. That saves so much time. When you've got a bunch of stuff you need to put somewhere, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how people live without a clipboard manager. I would I would lose my mind. You need to have one. You gotta have one. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you need one that fits your style. But, you know, again, I, I do also feel like I'm, I'm these days kind of forever singing the praises of continuity, handoff, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. That, that ability to hit copy on your phone and then paste on your Mac is unbelievably Unbelievable. great. Yeah, we talked about that very recently. It seems like Copy less to be. Clipboard Manager. I'm going to try this. Good pick. It's a it's a cool one, um, and you can do a whole lot with the free version. I like I said, I didn't even know there was a was a pay version, but right, right, that's, right. there is. So I only okay. know because it, it just says it by the get button. Get now this next one, just going in order of the list, not in huh? any special order, is one called Lunar, Lunar, L Lunar, Looper, Lunar. Caddy. and uh, it says the de facto app for controlling monitors. Now, why would I want to control? A monitor. What do you need to do? Because you get a fancy monitor and it doesn't have controls That's on it. That's right. It doesn't. My and fancy monitor doesn't even have a power button because <laughs> Apple doesn't put power buttons right. on things. And and so this through different, you can you can uh, use brightness keys, you can use volume keys, you can use input wow. hotkeys, and basically you can control brightness and, um, and uh, what you call it, uh, volume uh, all with this little control by setting your own hotkeys oh, or having wow. this little pop-up. And you can send commands to it. And you can send commands to it, and it goes wow. to the different monitors. So especially for, for the nerds who have, like, two monitors or three monitors or mm -hmm. are using something else, like, it's, you know, maybe you just have a MacBook Pro and you have it plugged into an external display and you use both. Well, you can control this stuff very easily. And, and I don't do this a ton, but I do sometimes dock the um the laptop and when i do this is like a, a thing that i really really love um and so they compare it if you scroll down on this page that we have linked to they control it to compare it to other ones called mon one's called monitor control and one's called display buddy mm. and uh this one i think is uh is better and it's very technical like if you're a nerd read this there, there's a free version and a pro version Mm -hmm. um the the pro version has like very pro kinds of features and i have never needed anything beyond what the free one has but i can see people wanting the um the nerd version the pro version so but it's really cool and you can also one last thing i'll say is you can yeah. synchronize everything on your monitors which is really cool so, so like, if you have two if you're doing that two monitor thing two identical dells or whatever yeah you can, or two completely different monitors it can sync oh, wow. them up for you does it use up like a profile like i don't you know, i don't know how it does it i don't but know I mean, how like it does to, it. to ensure like if you're in some kind of thing where you're sensitive about colors of things for like design um what's the thing i'm thinking of like when you go to your display section you've got like is a profile preset yeah so like i've got all these under there's apple display and all of these i bet you can do that app like this you don't need all at once no you can't eat it all at one time so the next one up here, I actually have two. They're out of order, but I ordered them in just right now in my tabs. Um, there is actually, let me order it there because it's Datto. Do you say Datto or do you say, I don't know what you say. I don't know how you say it. I've reordered them. I'm going to say Datto. Datto. Datto is oh, called a better that. menu bar clock with a calendar and time zones oh, in it. I like Max. <laughs> yeah, me too. And so what you can do is you can use this app to, it sort of can replace your system clock. You can mm -hmm. still keep the system clock. It just goes into the upper right-hand corner and looks like a little analog clock. 
And then this one, you can use, you can set it to display the time. Or if you like the system clock, you don't have to replace it. You can just have it and it'll be a little calendar icon. And there's lots of apps that show mm-hmm. you like upcoming meetings or show you little but calendars. But this is really, cl- I'm using that dumb word again. I hate that word. Clean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like Fantastical, but I feel like I mentally have to reprocess mm-hmm. what all the different things mean and mm-hmm. You know, I don't you know. This isn't really the calendar set I meant to have open and things like that. And this looks like a really fast, like a quick and dirty way to deal with your stuff. Yeah, it's a really cool one. You can change the icon and make it mm-hmm. be whatever you want. You can have it. There's even one that has little eyes, which is a good. Oh, I mean, the, all who, the different menus. Who yeah. doesn't want eyes? Who doesn't want mustache. eyes? Mustache. You get mustache or tortoise. Now this one is not. There is no free version, as far as I know. It's seven dollars and ninety nine cents, and that's you know I don't think that's a lot for what it does. If you don't already have like a calendar previewing thing, if you you know it it it's really handy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it replaces a bunch of apps. That's kind of what I like about it because it, it gives you a calendar view. It gives you a meeting list. It gives you a shortcut to join the meeting. So like if you have a Zoom, you mm-hmm. just click it and it'll put you right into the Zoom. It'll open your browser. There, you can have an hourly chime. You can have world clocks. You can have a countdown to the next meeting. Like all of this stuff, I use all of this stuff. And I feel like, you know, it's it really does a better job than the other apps that I've used to try to do things like this. Like Fantastical doesn't quite come up with all of this stuff. So the next app that I have in the list is kind of related to this. It's called Clocker. Clocker. And basically what this is really nice if you have people in different time zones, um, you basically, it goes into your little menu bar. It'll show multiple clocks and you can even add notes to like your different time zones that you put in there. But like you can put in someone's name, you can put in uh, like an, a like a, a location. So like oh. you might work with um, George, uh-huh. and George is. Well, if you in, need to work with uh, Scott Simpson, you know he's uh, you know two time zones over. That's right, and so it'll show what time it is for him there, and it'll show you meetings and little alerts. So there's some overlap with Datto, but. Uh, this is just really cool because like you can put it up there and it'll show you in your menu bar like what time it is for someone else. So you could just put San Francisco and it'll show you or or England or whatever. So yeah. uh, just a little handy little app. This one is free, so no reason to not get it. Um, now the next app, I saw a bunch of apps that do this. Hold on. Um Oh, they moved on to jack jackhammer. I was going to say that. Okay, I, I forgot to put one in here, so hold on. I'm adding this one right now. Okay, good. Now it's in there. Um, it is the first of these two. One is called Rectangle, and one is called Moom. I think many of the nerds in our audience have heard of Moom, which allows you to move and zoom windows. Basically, it as far as I know, it was the first app to really do this. But you can, if you hover your mouse over the little green button in your window, it will have a little pop-up palette that allows you to, like, say, take up half of the left screen, take up half the right-sided half of the screen, the top half of the screen, the bottom, or your own. Um, and it basically helps you resize stuff to presets. You can, like, save and restore different if you have like oh i want the terminal window here and the coding window like this and the browser over here it can remember and restore layouts for you and you can do stuff with keyboards instead of having to mouse over stuff it's a really really cool app but then there's one that i had never seen before that i found from this list called rectangle 
There's a lot. You can get a lot of key commands in this thing. Rectangle is open so source wild. and it's and it's free. Oh my goodness! Look um, at that. You can get the pro version of Rectangle um, for I think it's ten, yeah okay ten nine ninety nine ten bucks where you can do even more stuff. I again I haven't been using this long enough to know if I want it, but Rectangle is really cool because it lets you do uh, all of the stuff that Moom lets you do. But it's all designed to be done using like keyboard shortcuts, snap areas, and like you said, there are so many and like and this, it's ridiculous. I, I have and and use Moom. I have, there's none of these window management apps that I've spent over much time on. Uh -huh. But I mean, one thing that God, some of them are really sophisticated. I love that you can say things like the sort of intuitive things like. A key command for this goes to the left half of the screen or this fills the whole screen right but then you've also got like thirds mm -hmm. vertically mm -hmm. you've got fourths vert all the way down to like imagine if you made your imagine you did a three by three grid like yeah. a photo grid yeah you could say move this to the top right sixth mm -hmm. of the screen <laughs> yeah or i guess it would be three by two but still <laughs> really no, that's really powerful though because there are times when i just want to drag files from my synology mm. onto like you know my ss i'm so sorry dan mm, i, I, I kind of like it it just adds something <sighs> but um that's powerful my, my main thing is like I, I have to learn all of these commands and, and you can, for the system. record, you can make your own if you yes, want. You exactly. Could, you could even have your little fancy, what is that little box? Stream deck. Stream deck yeah. that you could program to do things. I was just thinking that, yeah. So it's really cool. What also is really cool is it has snap areas. So if you drag a window like to the top left, it'll like shrink it into the top left. Or if you drop it to the right. What is, what is the thing? Is it an Apple thing where if I grab a window, mm -hmm. God, I'm so dumb. I don't even know. <laughs> I've got, a, I guess I do have it turned on on this one. If I'm in the finder, I grab a window and I pull all the way to the right. I get that weird like, um, you know, gray round wrecked bezel. Like it, that's 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 a built-in Apple thing, right? I, if it but, is, it doesn't. What do I do? Because it's not doing it for me. Oh, go to. I thought that's settings. a Moom thing. Um, I'm pretty sure. Or a snap thing. It's you go to. Do you drag corners. it by? Is it hot corners or shortcuts? Um, I'm clicking, I thought there was one where I could be wrong, but I was pretty sure that it's a thing for. That you do in uh, settings. But I'm well, not sure. I know that you can do active screen corners where you can have it like hit the launch pad or mm -hmm. start the screensaver. Right, that's clear hours. Yeah, exactly. But, but I didn't know it could do anything besides that. There's well, something else? I don't know what causes it. It's mostly my embarrassing way of saying I'm not sure why, where this is coming from. <laughs> it might be Moom. I think it's um, got to be Moom. And but you, So you're still you're using Moom, you're playing with Rectangle, and mm -hmm. if you like Rectangle, you might go pro. I think I'm going to just stick with the free version of Rectangle for now. I've turned Moom mm -hmm. off. All right. All right. So next in the list, Bitwarden. 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 This is basically, so a lot of people were freaking <laughs> out because LastPass yeah. got hacked or something. And so people were like, one it's, password's it's, never been hacked. It wasn't but, part of it that like it was that, that it was, wasn't sort of like a all the president's men thing where it was mainly their response to it that took a savable situation and kind of they weren't really that super clear or fast about what happened and yeah they were passwords. a little dodgy yeah yeah, yeah. so dodgy. they got the encrypted information but didn't have the key right right was that it? i mean so like but still 
still yeah. it's not cool. They should have said something about it. They didn't. Well, basically, Bitwarden is like another version of this. And people really, really, really seem to like it, especially a lot of people that like left LastPass. They don't want one. They don't want one password for some I, reason. I, I am. Uh, they've been a sponsor of the show. They have paid me personally for things that I've done for them. I, I continue to use. No, no, one password. Mm-hmm. I continue to use and love it. But me too. I think a lot of. I mean, I, I'm just repeating what other people said when they. I don't know. They decided to make an Electron app instead of continuing to make a full-on Mac-ass Mac app, and I, mm-hmm. I think it turned out fine. But there's that, and the fact that they've taken a bunch of VC money. It's just the kind of thing where like. People are going to be, people who know enough to know about password managers are going to be a little more persnickety mm-hmm. about stuff that you wouldn't think about if it was a, a drawing app. That's right. That's a good good comment. Good way to I say mean, it. I mean, not, not dissimilar from VPNs, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because the VPN has the most money to spend on advertising doesn't mean that it's the... Right. It just means they have money to spend on the advertising. The problem with the thing, the, the mind virus I would like to give people about VPNs is like I I think I mostly understand how a VPN works and I've used several and I've rolled my own you know with Synology I've done you know I've done a lot you know with VPNs but like if you think about it though the pro- one problem with a VPN is if you don't trust the people making your tunnel you've made a, a like a, a perfect honeypot mm-hmm. you've basically said here's where all my secrets live That's and right. if you don't trust the people that are making that tunnel then you've, you've basically just made it very efficient to get the stuff that you're ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, yeah. Bitwarden, there's a free plan. Bitwarden. And then you, there's a plan, premium plan is like $10 a year. So it's very affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't I can't testify to this one because I'm a 1Password user too. But this one, a lot of people recommended it in this list that I was going through. So I thought, well, here you go. Cool. Forklift three is the next I'm one on the page right now, and it is it. it, it I think a lot of people are going to say FTP. Well, that means that means one of two applications. It means transmit or fetch <laughs> or or CyberDuck. <laughs> oh, whack whack! Yeah. You remember CyberDuck? I do. Yeah, um, is that I a use, browser too. It. I don't think so. No. I use it because it makes connecting to like Amazon S three and Backblaze really easy. Mm-hmm. I'm not SFTPing very much. I do a lot with RSync. I do a lot with. GitHub. I have to reinvent the wheel every time I need to FTP something, <laughs> and there are times where it actually would be. There are cases where, like, I want to spackle two different services together, mm-hmm. and the thing is, getting two stuff from the Finder is not the most efficient way to do things. No, it isn't. So, like the previously the the example I gave a minute ago of needing to get some stuff from my Synology onto this SSD to take home, like. I mean, I, I don't want to have to go hook it up to the Synology and do it through their weird interface. But at, at the same time, doing that all through the Finder, there's just a part of me that feels like this is, in a, in a couple ways, not very efficient. I mean, first of all, it's eaten up a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. The Finder's got to churn on all that stuff while it's still thinking. And that's probably not a problem on this Mac, but it doesn't feel wholesome to me. Right, sure. There are cases where I just want to like remotely, like the equivalent of SSH in and say, you know, CP from here to there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if that there happens to be You can AWS. do that with a, a command line tool called SCP. Mm-hmm. Secure copy paste. Copy, something like that. Um, but what Forklift is really cool, what I liked about it when I tried it is that it, it also connects SFTP. It also does Amazon. It also does Backblaze, Google I'm Drive. I want to try this. Everything. SMB, AFP, NFS. Whew. But what's cool about it is that unlike CyberDuck and unlike Transmit, 
it looks and works basically just like a finder window. So even though you just got done saying a finder isn't always the best way to get to stuff, it's which is true, it basically well, but, looks... But the other times, it's absolutely the easiest, it's the most straightforward way to do anything. If you can do it in a finder-like interface that doesn't have an impact on your performance, that's that's a good thing. And I what's think. really cool with this is that you can you can connect to a remote drive and it will put it up in like your menu bar. You can click that. It's called Forklift Mini. You click oh, that wow. and it will automatically make a remote connection to a disk. That disk could be Amazon S3. Um, oh, it also wow. has a nice interface. It has syncing built in. So you can synchronize. Let's say that you have something backed up to a remote server or to an Amazon drive or something like that. You hit a button to sync it. It just synchronizes everything kind of like kind of like Dropbox does in a way. Um, but it's got a built-in preview pane. So just like is it the like way the that, equivalent of like an automated R-Sync kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want it to be. Um, mm -hmm. It has quick open support. You can do multiple file renaming. It's got a, like a nice dark mode view. I really, really like this thing. And this is one that oh, I'm, gonna, can, I, I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to play with this. 20 bucks. You can try the free version, but 20 bucks. Uh, to me, this, this is probably what I'm going to switch to from, from CyberDuck uh -huh. for this stuff, just because I've been doing more and more of it. So, Oh, good suggestion. I will play with this. Yeah, and I do love the, the, the one that always comes to mind for me as a very old man is a Fontier Mover. Which I don't know if Fontier oh, yeah, Mover. Yeah. I don't know if that they originated that interface, but it was a really straightforward. I thought a very straightforward way, given that the Mac was meant to be a straightforward computer. It was such an easy way to go. There's stuff over on the left here, mm -hmm. and there's stuff on the right over there. If you want stuff on the left to get to the right, you just move it with Fontier Mover. Yeah, yep. So there's something intuitive, and I, I also love that ability. Things like uh, ChronoSync will do this. I love an app that keeps your Windows um, equivalent. So, like, if you drill down three levels, like let's say you've repl you know what I'm saying, and mm -hmm. you could probably put it better than me. If you've replicated, like, let's say you got a repo on your Mac, and you know, so you go in three or four folders deep, and it, it opens it in the other panel as well. It like kind of keeps up with you. Transmit does that too, which I love. I don't know if that makes sense. But no, it makes sense. Yeah, that is yeah, cooler than what the Finder can do automatically. Good pick. Keep rolling. Uh, the next How one are is, you on time? Are you okay on time? Uh, yeah, I got uh, five minutes. Um, All-in-one bookmark manager. Sounds like a pipe dream, right? Raindrop.io is trying to... I got this, but I didn't spend time this. with it. Uh, and it's also a sherry thing, right? It, apparently, there is like a sharing aspect to it for your team and like you, you do stuff, but that's I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want a better... And so maybe this isn't the best example. I saw a few people recommend this. I have not spent much time with this one of the other ones I spent a lot of time with. Oh, and it works with my beloved Readwise. That's yes. Cool. And that was the thing that I thought you would like about it when I'm I saw looking at it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Basically yeah, yeah. this will integrate with Readwise. It'll do the like um, summaries and stuff of, of articles and stuff that you link to. <laughs> and then, but you know, like I always struggle because what happens to me is I'll open up a, a ton of tabs. I'll find something useful I won't know. I don't really want to bookmark it because, like, I don't want it for that long. Bookmarks I want it for an hour. So for day. Yeah, I, I want it for like two days until I've solved this problem. And I, I want it to I, go I will away. I sometimes find myself, like, I've been playing with this really good challenge this week for Dubai Fridays to play with, what is it, omg.lol, this profile service. And, like, I, I was reluctant to bookmark a bunch of those pages. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I've been to this page like five times. Why have I not bookmarked it? Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not a Fabergé egg. Like it's okay. Like, but like, what know? what about that? What about a bookmark that you want 
but you don't want for long. Like if I'm solving a problem, right. if I'm writing oh, yeah, some code, yeah. like right now I'm doing Apple, a whole bunch of- Apple might say tab sets for that, but, but I think the tab set interface is extremely it, confusing. No, it's personally. confusing. So like, here's an example. I've been doing a lot of stuff with Cloudflare workers recently. So I've got like the Cloudflare worker API. I've got a whole bunch of like examples that I'm using. I've got some JavaScript reference that I'm looking at. When I'm done writing this thing- You're doing that to like that for, is that for DDoS production? No, this is for a new project that I'm working CDN? on. That okay. I'll be able to talk about in a, in a week, I think. Um, but like, so I've been writing this stuff. Once I've done writing it, I don't need any of that. Now, yeah, I could make bookmarks. I could like organize them, but I would much rather have something that just, anyway, tab, maybe uh -huh. it's tab groups. I don't know, but I thought this thing could solve the problem. Maybe it does. But if there's other people out there who are like, here's what I use, please hit me up. Uh -huh. Um the next one is one Merlin that oh, you yeah. have talked about a million times. I love it's it's like invaluable. Describing this like so many other apps, I guess. I, I don't know. Some of them are very intuitive. Rogue Amiga apps. Maybe there's 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 two in particular. One I've mastered. One I have not. The one I have not yet mastered, and I mean to someday, is um, uh, what's the uh, what's the um, the routing one? Um, crap, crap. What's it called? Loop loopback. Loop. <laughs> the one I do use and love a lot, in addition to... I'll put uh, that in the links, too. Uh, what's the Air app? I only know it by time. Airfoil. Mm -hmm. I use Airfoil every day. But also, um, SoundSource, dude. SoundSource. It's so sexy. You describe it to somebody, and you're like, uh, okay, you bought that? And it's like, hell yeah, I bought that. Mm -hmm. I want this equalization on this for Spotify, and I want it to automatically route to these speakers. It's... It's an app you didn't know you needed. Right. And, and then once you've got it, you're like, oh my God. So this... you can set and yet up, it simplifies so many things. You can set up controls part. for every individual app and you can do different things with it. So you can say like, when I run Spotify, run mm -hmm. it through this EQ and have it come out of these speakers at when this I'm using, volume. When I'm using uh, Key Rambo's Overcast app uh, podcast menu, yeah. when I'm using that, I want this voice setting and I want it to play through these speakers. It's so cool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. And like, I great. Great, honestly, it's a great company. If you do anything with like recording stuff or podcasting, you do anything with audio. audio. Fission is my go to, like, open and do a little thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess some people like, what's the one everybody gets? Audacity. Um, mm -hmm. Audacity looks like it was built in swing. That's for you, Syracuse. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's fine. But like, and I know Audacity is great because you can like do the level stuff. But I find Fission so powerful for that. I, I've bought everything they make, I think. I've, Piezo, they're like, mm -hmm. was that their radio recording app? Yes. I've, I've had it all, you know? Yeah, they I still have it. Company. It lets you just record stuff from That's how I used to devices. record very home companions. <laughs> Really? Oh God, I'm lame. Yes. That's so funny. I would, it would go to the stream for, you know, for it didn't have to be KQED. It doesn't have to be local. It can go to wherever. Just yeah. grab the stream wherever you can find it. It's there like, you, you know, TiVo for your uh, ears. Last yeah. but not least, Last everyone least. has heard of Bartender. Bartender. But if you haven't heard of Bartender, Bartender is an app that you run that takes the billion icons that are in your menu bar and hides some of them. People love putting icons up there. Whether And I, 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 I got a couple dings against a setup and Dropbox because they both have turned it off, I thought, everywhere. It still constantly wants to add it to my Finder oh, yeah. sidebar. It yeah. drives me nuts. And there's so many things where I'm like, I don't need to see these. There are some things, because like, this is what's interesting about uh, you know this particular piece of UI, a menu, menu item, that's the correct term, right? 
if you think about a menu item, it's the same reason I'm fascinated with a stream deck. A stream deck is not merely a bunch of buttons. Like, you don't put stickers on those buttons. No, each of those buttons is a tiny display that tells you something. So you can see what mode these lights are in. I can look right now and see that the audio is coming through my headphones and not the speaker. The idea of, like, if you think, I realize this sounds very philosophical, but a menu item gives you information in addition to being an affordance for doing something. And sometimes th those interactions can be really important. I don't need to manually, say, run Time Machine right now too much, so I tend to hide that. But you know, even Bartender has its peculiarities, and they're fighting Apple you know, all the way. What do you like about uh, Hidden, Hidden Bar? Uh, it is it is called Hidden Bar. Hidden and basically, bar. It, is, it is a kind of more simple version of Bartender that does exactly what Bartender does, but it does it in a way that is um, free and a little bit more simple. And mm. there's kind of less tweaks that you can do with it, less powerful. That, that can be good, though. You know, sometimes but, I feel very overwhelmed by the amount of stuff in and out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. I was so scared of Keyboard Maestro for so long. It felt very intimidating to me. These are very good picks, Dan. But that's it. But now I'm, I'm almost going to be late to go uh, pick up my kids. I have to, I have to like, abruptly go. Was it one of the kids you like? It, I like both, but yeah, it's a good one. Well, great job, Dan. I like the ones where you prepare. All right, man. Okay, let's button this up. I All love right. you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Hey. 